Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Lynn Wilson and this is Hope for Today. I hope you're excited. We're going to have a little chit chat, grab a cup of coffee and just sit back and see what God wants to do today. So I'm going to read three verses and then we're going to jump in. So the first verse is Proverbs 29:18, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. That to me is one of my life verses. Where there is no vision, people perish. Now in Proverbs 3, 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And then in Psalm 27, you might say this verse doesn't quite match the other two, but we're going to tie them all in together. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. So today, you know I'm going to ask you a question. Are you building your ark? Are you planning for the future? Now this is, trust me, this is not a doom and gloom devotional whatsoever. This is to get you inspired to know that God has got a plan for you that is going to knock your socks off if you are walking closely with him. I have just felt the tug by the Lord so passionately to get it done in 21. This is 2021 and I don't really know what the definition of get it done in 21 means, but I do know that God is prompting me to get it done. Whatever that means, he's got a job for me. So, you know, way back in the note in, in Bible times, there was a man named Noah. Most of you were familiar with him. He had a job to do. He was, if I remember correctly, around 500 years old. Yeah, a few years older than most of you and I. Uh, not quite a young man, but still having his family, still having children. Back in those days, things were a little different than they are now. But God told him, I have a job for you. God said, this is what I need you to build. This is how I want you to build it. This is how I want you to fill it, so on and so forth. You know, from our perspective, if we were Noah, we'd probably say, this is an impossible job. There's no way I can build it. There's no way I can find the provisions. I don't know if I have the tools or the skills or the people to help me. And bottom line is, we're in uncertain times here. Like, it was bad. It was a bad time on this earth. And to start to do something different that God told you to do during uncertain times where it was for a positive thing and not a negative thing. And can you only imagine, can you imagine if you were Noah and God said, listen, I want you to build an ark. There's never been rain. There's never been a flood. So they don't understand what that is. But God told him, this is what you're going to build. Okay. I can almost see me saying, if I'm honest, you know, if I can be honest with you, Lord, do you understand what you want me to do? Lord, do you, do you know there's never been a flood here? Lord, do you, do you understand these people down here are crazy? They don't love you. They don't like you. They want nothing to do with you. We had some bad stuff going on down here, Lord, and you want me to build an ark that's going to take how long to build? And I have to gather this stuff. And now you want me to tell the people that they can be saved if they come on the ark. Lord, do you understand the kind of people I have to talk to? Well, we're not in normal times. And Noah was not in normal times. But God told Noah to build an ark for safety. Are you building your ark? Again, this is exciting times in the sense that we can go to the Lord and we can do what the verses said. 
where there's no vision, people perish. Do you have a vision? Do you know what God is telling you to do? Do you have a clear vision of what he wants you to do this year? Do you have a clear vision of what he wants you to do today? I don't have a vision. I, I, where do I go? We go to the next Proverbs. In all thy ways, in every single thing you do, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It's not up to me. It's up to him to direct me. But I have to acknowledge him and then he'll give me the vision that I need to do. Okay, we'll come back to the one in Psalms in just a few moments. <clears throat> so what, what does this have to do with us? Like, okay, what does this all mean? So if you wanted to say, you know, don't live in the future, live in the present. I hear people say that all the time. And that, that's not a bad thing. We can't exactly plan for the future. We can't exactly know what's happening in the future. We definitely don't want to be living in the past because that's over and done. But you realize the future is only a few seconds ahead of you? You know, it's let's say it's a minute ahead of you. My dad used to have a saying, don't worry about the minutes. Uh, how did he say it now? Let me think. He says, oh, uh, worry about the seconds. The minutes will take care of themselves. Meaning just take it in small clumps. You know, just do it second by second. Eventually the minutes will come. So the future is going to come. The future is a day away. So we as a people, you know, human beings here, have been placed in a very weird scenario. Nothing's normal. Life has changed, and, and I'm, I'm so sick. I'm sure you are too. I'm so sick of hearing, when is normal coming? This is not the normal. Listen, normal went out the window about a year ago. It, it's gone. The normal that we once knew is gone. What is here is here. This is what we're living through right now. Enjoy it. Live it. Do what you have to do. We'll get through it. And plan for a future. We need to plan for a future. If we go back to that verse, without vision, people perish. I'm not saying we're going to put all our eggs in one basket. The only basket you can put your eggs in, if you want to say it in that light of a way, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that you can trust. He's the only one you can put all your faith and trust in. There is not a person living, and I have seen over the last little while, many people have put all their faith and trust in one man. There's not one man that can save this nation. There's not one man that's going to save this earth. There's not one man that we can put our faith and trust in. Whether it's a pastor, an individual that you know, or someone in leadership, or however you want to look at that, there's no one man that we can trust. There's no one church that we can trust. There's not one anything that we can put our faith and trust in other than the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 29, that he knows the plans he has for us. He already knows the plans. He's already in the future. He already wants the best for you. He knows why he's created you. You know, like sometimes I say to myself, Lynn, duh, why are you not trusting the God of all creation who created you for a purpose, who's in the future, who knows the plans he has for you, who wants to give you a vision, who wants to give you hope, who wants the best for you, and yet I don't trust. I can be honest with you. There are days I got it. There are days, you know, just like that. I wake up, my walk is strong, my faith is strong, and I'm doing good. And I got the hope of all hope. Then there are days I get up and I'm still reading the word and I'm still listen, listening to praise and worship. And but my faith and my whole being is just sort of hopeless or fearful or anxiety takes over and 
I don't know if you're like that, but I have days where I really struggle, but I still have to go back and know I have to trust in the Lord. So about a year ago, we hit a brick wall. I guess that's the best way to say it. Whether you're walking to work, you hit a brick wall. You went to school, you hit a brick wall. Just walking in life, you hit this brick wall. Now the wall to me that we're still sort of in was too high to get over. There was no end in sight that I can go around it. It was too hard to punch through and I couldn't see past it. What has happened about a year ago, and I don't wanna use any more words and say what this situation has been other than it's been a situation that we are currently in worldwide, but it has caused fear and panic and confusion and despair and unbelief. And, and some people would say horror and definitely without a doubt, no hope. Maybe you're feeling like that and you're a believer and you're going, I am fearful. I've panicked. I'm confused. I feel despair. I feel unbelief. It's horrible. I, I don't know how to cope with it. And I have no hope. Well, you know what? But wait, there is hope. Listen, Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, people perish. You got to have a vision. You got to have a vision. Where do we get that vision? You go to Proverbs 3, 6, and all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct you. Don't forget again in Proverbs 29 that the Lord has a plan for you. I know, meaning the Lord, I know, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. He knows the plans he has for you. Now, I talked about putting your trust in things. In Psalm 27, it said some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we need to trust in the name of our Lord, our God. Why in the world are you trusting people, the government, school system, the medical system, all this society? People are, you know, but my friend said, or I read on Facebook. You read what on Facebook? That is not truth. Truth is from the word of God and truth is in the Lord himself. So what are these verses teaching us today? They were written so long ago. Can they even apply? Sometimes I hear people say the Bible was written so long ago. It doesn't apply now. Yes, it does. Number one, without vision, we're going to fall apart. Do you see that happening? Do you see that in your own life? Do you see that in your church? Where can we get this vision from the Lord? Acknowledge his ways and he will direct you. We have to put our trust in none other than the Lord, not a man, not a situation, not the government, not, not the church, not any people at all. We are told to trust in the name of the Lord, our God. So what in the world has happened to us? Listen, I'll tell you quick, two quick stories that might help um, help you relate to these verses and what I'm saying. I was chatting with somebody over the weekend who works in ministry. He's a pastor at a church. And he says, I was saying, how's church going? Like, are people coming back? And are you finding things going well? And he says, you know what? I have to tell you, it's crazy. People are coming back to church and they've lost all social skills. They can't think for themselves. They don't know how to act. They're awkward. He said, it's, it's terrible. It's just terrible. He said, it's going to take us a long time to recover in in some of those just everyday social skills abilities that we should have. Then I was talking to someone, a friend of mine who works in the hotel industry. And I said, 
what's it like? Like you're in the corporate world. He's pretty high up there and, and he oversees five hotels. And I said, what's it like? Like what's, what's happening in the corporate world? Or are you seeing changes for the better, for the worse? So you see growth, do you see, do you see anything? He said, yeah, you know what? I do see changes. He said, I'm starting to see bookings roll in for late spring, early summer, even into the fall. People are starting to look to doing venues and looking to do things. And he says, I do see changes happening. He said, it'll take about five years to recover in his industry. But he said, I see things happening. But you said, you know what? And it was almost the same thing that I heard this pastor say. He said, my people are not ready. He said, initially we were shocked. What do we do with this virus? And how do we cope? What do we do? And everything's shut down and don't touch anything and wash your hands and, you know, wear gloves and all this stuff. We were just panicked. Okay, understandable. We didn't know enough. He said, so we rearranged how we did things at the hotel. But he said, now we're beyond that. We know a lot more. We've gotten some protocols down and so on. He said, but we keep blaming it on, blaming it on this and blaming it on that. And he said, now we want the easy road because a lot of these um, things that we had to change were because, you know, hands off, you didn't need as many people, you didn't want people doing. He said, my staff have become lazy. They've become complacent. And he said, my biggest fear of when the industry starts to come back is that my staff will not know how to handle themselves. They won't know how to do guest services. They won't know how to do customer service. They won't know how to clean a room properly or whatever the case might be in the industry. Same thing with the church. People are coming back, but they kind of don't know what to do and they're awkward and their social skills are out the window. Listen, people, God has told us to get it done in 21. What has he told you to do? You know, to me, it would be the same thing that, you know, it's like your day off. You have a day off from work and you get up and you're staying in your pajamas. You haven't brushed your teeth. Your hair's sticking out every which way. No makeup. And, you know, you got a little drool on the side of your face, whatever. That's it. I'm just chilling today. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not even looking at my calendar. Nothing at all. And all of a sudden, you hear a knock at the door. Uh-oh. Oh. <gasps> I forgot. I forgot. I had an appointment. I wrote it in my calendar. I wrote it in my planner, my diary. Oh, no. I wasn't prepared for what's to come. Now, granted, it was your day off, but there was something happening, and you did not look to the future to plan what you needed to do, like brush your teeth, brush your hair, get dressed, get the drool off your face, and greet that person that came to the door that had scheduled an appointment with you. Now, that's a silly example of being prepared. But what is God telling you? I can't tell you what he's planning for you. I have no idea. I do not know what God has for you. But I can tell you I know what he has for me. I am starting to feel stronger and stronger and stronger. Him pushing and pushing and pushing. Go this way, Lynn. Nope, go over here. Now go this way and go that way. And I want you to. So many things have happened. So many things I can see opening up for me as opportunities to do things. I'm excited. Am I nervous? Yes, I'm a human being. I get fearful and I get nervous and I get anxious and I get confused and I get overwhelmed. I'm a human being. You know, those things happen, but that's only because I took my eyes off the Lord. What is the Lord wanting to do in your life? Here's the, here's a summary of what the Lord's been teaching me. Get it done in 21. It's a fresh new year. And we have a fresh new start. 
Times are weird, just like in Noah's day. I understand that. I know things are weird happening around us, but they were in Noah's day too, and God had a big job for Noah to do. Am I listening to the Lord? What ark did the Lord tell me to start building? What is he telling me to do? In spite of everything else around me, in spite of everybody around me, what has he told me to do that might look really weird to everybody else? It probably looked weird when Noah was building that ark, but God had a plan. Why am I building the ark? Because God told me to get ready for something that's coming. God has some work that needs to be done and he needs Lynn Wilson to be part of that. I it might not be, you know, a part of something this big. It might be this big, but it's still a part of something. That one nail that holds that wood together on top of all those other nails, that one nail missing can still make a difference. The Lord has told me it is okay. I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I keep getting the sense of it's okay. I got it. You're, you're okay. You're okay. I don't know how to define you're okay other than to tell you the Lord told me for Lynn Wilson, it is okay. How do I know that? From daily prayer, from daily walking with the Lord, from da daily studying his word, and constantly having the mind of what does the Lord tell me to think on? Think on these things. Go check that verse out. What are you supposed to be thinking about? When you think on those things, God can work through you. I know God has a plan for me. It's a daily reminder of that verse. I actually have it on my wall in my hallway. I know the plans I have for you. Just like Noah was given a job in uncertain times, God is all powerful and he's working through you and me. And there's a job that needs to get done. Your job is not my job and vice versa. God has this, this brick wall that we feel that we keep hitting every which way we go. That's just a brick wall. The Lord can blow it just like that and it's gone. Have you put your trust in a man, a person, a season of life? Have you forgotten who is all powerful? Who is really in charge? It's not me. It's not you. It's not somebody else that we think is all great. The only person that's in charge is the Lord Jesus Christ. Ultimately, he allows what happens to happen. I want to be on his team. I want to be working with him and for him and be part of everything that he's doing. Will I like everything? No. But I need to remember, I need to be on his team, because ultimately I want to draw myself closer to him, to be more like him, to be an example to him, and to give other people hope. Remember, we don't trust chariots. We don't trust in horses. We trust in God alone. Don't lose sight of the vision that God has given you. Acknowledge him and he will direct you. He knows the plans he has for you. When things are starting to move forward, I want to be ready. I want to have my ark ready. I want to be in safety, just like Noah was told the ark would be there for safety. Whatever God has me doing, if I'm in the palm of his hand and I'm in the will that he has for me and his will, I know I'm going to be okay. Our hope has been lost over the last year, but there's hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, not in people, not in places, not in things, not in a specific person, and not in a circumstance. None of these things have any power over us. None of these things have any power over us unless you and I let them have the power. The power that we have is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have accepted him in your life, he is living in your life. 
The Holy Spirit is in there directing and guiding. You have a direct connection to the Lord. Lord, I be if you're fearful, commit it to the Lord. Tell him, I'm afraid. There are days I've said, Lord, I am frightened. I had something said to me yesterday that was a possibility, and I felt my stomach churn and drop to the bottom. And it was a moment where I felt like my entire life is going to change or possibly could change, and it wasn't the way I'd want it to change. And I just froze and, you know, your breathing changes. And I was like, and the, all I could hear the Lord tell me is, you only have today, live today to the fullest. Enjoy every moment and every detail of today and know that I am with you. And that just calmed my spirit. It ended up that things unraveled a different way and it was okay. And But man, it rocked my world. None of these things have power over you or me. Nothing except if we let them have the power. Will you join me today and start building an ark? Will you join me today and be a, you know, a 2021, go get it done in 21 person and build that ark that God has you building? What is he telling you? What has he told you? Have you felt his calling on your life to do something, to change? Maybe it's not to build this huge ark, but maybe he just needs you to change and get right with him. Maybe he needs you to get involved in his work. Maybe he needs you to just be quiet and gentle spirit, but bringing hope to people. People are watching you and me. They are looking for us for real hope. You can say all you want and do all you want and go to church with the biggest black Bible that you can carry and preach the word and, you know, this and that and the next thing. People watch to see if you and I are real. People know if we're real or not. You can't fake people out. They're going to know. Listen, our job is to draw people to Christ, not to, you know, lash out at them and not show them love. And what is it, two podcasts ago we did to live peaceably with all men? As it depends on you, we are to live peaceably with them and draw them to Christ. What is God telling you to do today? What ark does he want you to build? I cannot wait. Let's get it done in 21. You and me go back to our three verses. Again, Proverbs 29, 18, where there's no vision, people perish. In Proverbs 3, 6, in all thy ways acknowledge him, he will direct you. And in Psalm 27, chapter 20, verse 7, don't trust in chariots and horses, but only in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for coming by. There is hope for today. Leave me a comment below. I would love to hear from you and hear some encouragement in those comments. And we'll catch you all on the next podcast.